Hello and welcome to the April 12, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Mr. Joe's Manic Bipolar Podcast, or Mr. Joe's Hypomanic Bipolar Podcast. Uh, It's great to have everybody here with me today, and of course, as always, it is awesome and wonderful to be out there with you as well. So if you have not guessed by now, Mr. Joe is in a fabulous mood, to say the least. Today is a good day, and... Why, after things that transpired early evening into late evening last night, would I consider this to be a good day is beyond my imagination, because when I describe to you, and we've been down this road before, when I describe to you the torture and the insults and the horrible things that I endured yesterday from the time I got off work up until the time I walked into my door, Um, I just can't begin to tell you, you know, the sad thing is guys that when you have people in your family with a mental illness, or you happen to be the person with the mental illness, unfortunately, every single thing that has to do with life celebrations, And good things that might come, whether it be a holiday, Christmas, um, a vacation, a birthday, whatever it may be. When mental illness is within a family, specifically or more, more, um, I guess you could say, definitely more of a issue when it's the immediate family. But nevertheless, when you're dealing with mental illness, a family oftentimes can be turned upside down. And let's put it this way. My wife does not have a mental illness, and let's pretend Mr. Joe does not have a mental illness, which is extremely far-fetched. But although the two of us don't have a mental illness, if we have somebody within our family that we're relatively close to, or at least we have to communicate, even on a weekly basis, even on a monthly basis, regardless of the fact that we are not mentally ill, our lives oftentimes will be without drama or with drama. I apologize. Meaning that there's nothing but drama. And, you know, many times we'll go a few weeks, a month, maybe even six months without anything transpiring in terms of that person and their mental illness and the destruction that they cause around their family. But for the most part, everybody, those of us with bipolar disorder, and I've been there, done that. As a matter of fact, I just talked about it yesterday. On an ongoing basis, I basically tortured everybody around me. And if you want me to be honest with you, I think for the most part that I have destroyed, or at least I did destroy just about every holiday within my path over the last, God, 15 years taking away these last year, this last year and a half. So while that is definitely something to be proud of, it's something that I never ever want to forget because, again, 
I heard a lot of people. We heard a lot of people. So what am I trying to say? Well, when you have somebody in your life, whether they are mentally ill or undiagnosed (laughs) mentally ill, um, unfortunately, your life is not going to be without drama. And that transpired as of yesterday, and I'm sure everybody out there could only imagine who I am alluding to. But before I get into that, um, I will say this. I am extremely upset, extremely upset with my older children, not at them, but in in relation to some of the decisions that they're making and their involvement within their family. And I will explain this. Obviously, uh, Sarah Lee is 15. Junior is 13. They are in their teenage years. And if Mr. Joe goes back to his teenage years, forgetting about the fact that half of the time I spent isolated in the corner of my room, smoking marijuana by myself, uh, the other half, you know, I was a teenager. and, And I wanted to be with my friends. And, you know, that started with my daughter about a year ago, maybe a little bit longer, where, you know, her weekends with dad, she started to call me and say, oh, I want to sleep at this one's house and that one's house and a party here and a party there. And I accept it. I accept it. Even if it meant me picking her up on a Friday, going all the way to her home where she lives with her mother and then having to go back to that exact same place 15 hours later for a party, I would do it. Because I know what it's like to be a teenager and want to be your friends. And I also know how much she is denied from her mother, my ex-wife. So it, it, it hurts me. And to some extent, I feel like I have to make up for the actions, the disgusting actions that my ex-wife engages in. And it's really not fair to me, but it's just who I am and how I go about things now. My son, my older son, Junior, I actually was getting a little bit worried at the age of 13 why he wanted to come every weekend. And I kept saying to myself, well, you know, maybe he's just not mature enough yet to want to be with his friends. You know, maybe he just really enjoys being with his younger brother and being with his dad because he doesn't get to see him all week. Um, But what I will say is I received a text message first from Sarah Lee asking if I had anything special planned for this weekend. So I immediately knew what that was. I gave her the rundown and what was planned, but none of it was important enough where I needed her to be present. Sure as anything, the next text comes through. Oh, so-and-so wants me to sleep over and there's a party. Okay, stay home. Fine, I understand. Within five minutes later, I get a text message from Junior. And Junior says to me, and I am just paraphrasing now, uh, you know, Dad, would you be mad at me if I stayed home this weekend because my friends want me to be home because there's some bikeathon? I don't know if that's what he called it, but what it sounds like to me is what I used to do when I was his age, and that's get on a bike and drive to Never Never Land with a bunch of friends, get lost all day, all night, and have fun. So I get it. Now, Here's what upsets me. What upsets me are two things. Not the fact that my children want to stay home and be with their friends. I get it. I understand that. I accept it. I actually support it. Okay? What upsets me is that, number one, I tell 
my little guy Mickey every week when their brother and sister is coming, are coming. And I cannot begin to tell you the amount of times that I have let that young boy down. Part of it is my fault because I should know better after this many times of at least my daughter doing it that I really should not make any promises to a little two-year-old, especially one that honestly is a genius, understands everything, knows his days of the week, speaks in full sentences, speaks in full paragraphs. I mean, the kid is brilliant, and I'm not saying it because he's my own. It's kind of like scary brilliant. And believe me when I tell you, that does not come without its flaws, because he is a monster. (laughs) And many of our children who are very smart and brilliant, well, they're harder to deal with a lot of times because they are so smart, and they outsmart us. Nevertheless, I never felt the need to really, you know hold back that his brother and sister were coming because if anything his sister would bail but his brother would always be there uh, what what i noticed lately and what's got me so upset i think even more so besides the fact that i now had to tell my little guy that his brother and sister were not coming and see his face is the fact that i don't think either one of them feel even bad about anything And again, I get it. I get it being a teenager. But what I mean in terms of feeling bad, not that they're not seeing dad or they're not seeing Mr. Bipolar Joe's wife. None of that. I don't don't care about any of that. The fact that they have a little brother and they know he's expecting them. I don't even get an apology. And even more so over the course of the last three engagements with my little guy, Mickey, and my older guy, Junior, there has barely been any interaction from my older son. It's almost like he ignores him, wants no part of him. His face is constantly in a phone. I I tell you guys, for what it's worth, the one thing that I can say about divorce that has essentially made an impact on my life that I believe I'm going to have to live with for a very long time is the way that my children have been raised during a week. (laughs) I mean, you could only do so much on a weekend and one day a week, but when you're not there during the school days, and and I'm not saying this to upset any of the dads because, or the moms who might not have um, full custody of their children, you know, or or sharing joint custody. When we're not there, there during the week and you are divorced or were married to a complete, absolute, psychopathic wackadoo, unfortunately, your kids are not going to always do the things or be raised the way that you would like them to be raised. You could try to express to them your concerns, express to them what they're doing well, what they need to work on, but you know what? Once Sunday is over and they go into school on Monday and their mother has absolutely no care in the world what they do... You know, that tends to, you know, children tend to feed into that, you know. And and if if I am not the, I guess you could say, if I am not the parent who decides all, uh, if I'm the parent that lays down the law, and when I say law, just basic things. I'm so kind to my children. I'm not, I give in to everything. I mean, we've already talked about that, but to some extent, at least wants my children to be respectful, which by the way, 
to adults, family members, they always are. They're the most respectful children in the world. I'm happy I raised them that way. But there are certain qualities that I'm not liking that have nothing to do with me. So think about it from a kid's perspective. What I'm also worried about is would you as a child rather be in a home or with a parent that really has no care in the world as to what you do? She pretends she does. But really, ultimately, has no care and you have all this freedom in the world. Or would you want to be under the roof of somebody who, who, uh, I don't want to use the word criticizes, but somebody who explains to their daughter that they're dressing, wearing half shirts underneath your boobs and skin tight pants and all these, this red hair and, you know, eyelashes that stick out to, you know, kingdom come. I get it because I was there and I was a freak and I did all those things. I still am. I walk around with an eyebrow ring. I got tattoos all over my face. And here I am working with the community of autism. I'm also 43 years old and I've made my mark and my name in Mr. Joe's neighborhood. And I'm also not telling my daughter not to wear those things. I'm saying this is why you need to be careful, you know, and, and not saying that, please don't think that I'm saying, well, it's a woman's fault for getting, you know, harassed or raped. That's not what I'm referring to. I'm just saying that if you claim that you don't want attention, you don't like men whistling at you and looking at you, well, then my dear um, Sarah Lee, you cannot dress that way. And unfortunately, that always turns into some kind of a put down for my ex-wife, actually directed towards my wife, that my wife is the one telling her how to dress. And, you know, the fact that my ex-wife thinks my daughter looks beautiful the way that she is, and I love my daughter in terms of her beauty. She is beautiful, but she does not dress appropriately, and I have absolutely no say in it during the week. So who would you rather want to live with? Um, you know, my, my older son comes to my house, and I look at his fingernails, and they're filthy, they're long, and I look at him and I say, get upstairs, at 13 years old, get upstairs and cut your nails and clean them. And this happens every single time I see him. I have to tell him to get in the shower. And again, guys, I know how kids could be. I know how men could be or little boys or boy, teenage boys. Let's put it that way. I know how it could be. I get it. But I also know that my ex-wife does absolutely nothing to help Junior to understand that and I'm going to be straight up with everybody that he's going to smell or if not, he already does smell and people are going to smell him and not want to be around him. If I was to even have this conversation with my ex-wife, my concerns about him not showering and all these other things, it would become such a fight. You have no idea. So I don't even bother because when I have approached her in the past, I did one other time about him showering. It turned into a week-long fight that I was putting her parenting skills down and, you know, um, he does shower, don't, you know, you don't know, you're not here, you don't live here. Meanwhile, I knew that he wasn't because he was telling me he doesn't. So here I got my ex-wife lying to me and my son telling me the truth. So 
Where does that lead me to, if you haven't figured out already? My good God. Am I sad that my children won't be with me this weekend? Yes. But I'm also happy they'll get to spend time with their friends. And, of course, this all circles back to one person who we've discussed time and time again who has, in the past, on multiple occasions, caused me so much stress and anger and frustration that there is no doubt she has triggered some of my bipolar mood swings to the point where I've treated other people in my family like complete garbage based on how she treats me because I can't seem to get a grip on it or a handle on my overall emotions, so I take it out on everybody else. Anyway, my kids are the ones that reached out to me to let me know that they were not going to be coming to my home this weekend, so... I had that discussion with them. Now, next weekend is my little guy Mickey's two-year-old birthday party. And we're doing it at a farm. I don't remember the name of it. Really cute place. Um, not my cup of tea, but, you know, it's... it's it's um, And I don't mean that I don't love animals. I just recall going there with my older kids when they were younger, and I didn't like it too much. But maybe things have changed, and you know what? Who cares? It's for my son. He's going to enjoy himself, and that's all I care about. So the fact that I was not seeing my children this weekend, and next weekend was Easter, at least in Mr. Joe's neighborhood. Um, forget about the fact that she violates our divorce decree every single year, and I give in to allowing her to have the children during holidays. Well, I figured since I wasn't seeing them this year, and by divorce decree standards, technically, she had them last Easter, it's supposed to be mine, I said, listen, I know if I ask them to have them for Easter, it's going to become a fight, and the only way I'm going to win it is to take it to court, and I'm not doing that right now, so she knows she has that on me, I said, but considering she also knows that it's supposed to be my Easter day with my children, I'm going to present to her, you know what, all I care about is next Saturday, it's their little brother's birthday and I would just love to have them for next Saturday and my sister will come and get them. Now, I've been ridiculed by many people, well, really just one, to be honest with you, somebody who I love very dearly and I'm not going to get into that, being told that I waited too long to tell my ex-wife about this, didn't give her time to prepare. Well, my defense is my ex-wife tells me about birthday parties a day before, and I just allow it. And the rebuttal is that, well, she's not like you, and you're a kind person, and she's a piece of garbage, so you could never trust her to, to tell her a week before. Take it a step further, I know and she knows that Easter is supposed to be my Easter this year, so... Granted, I may have waited a little too late. I, you know, that's, that's Mr. Joe's forgetfulness. My wife told me a thousand times to call her and ask and make sure that they'd be available. But so what? It's a week away. She knows it's my Easter. I know it's my Easter. We both know we're not, they're not coming with me on my Easter. So give them to me on Saturday. And my sister will come get them and drop them off. You lazy bum. You don't have to do anything. So... I would like to read you a series of text messages that went on between me and my ex-wife yesterday. Now, um, first she reaches out to me and she says, 
Mickey and Sarah Lee both want to stay home this weekend. I told them to tell you. Just giving you a heads up. Great. They already told me two hours before that text, but whatever. That's that's what happens with a mother who has no involvement with their children. If she knew, if she did, she would have already known that they called me and told me. So my response was, I know, they did. Ex-wife, can I please have them at least for Saturday and my sister can pick them up and drop them off because it's Mickey's birthday party. I would love to have them from Friday to Sunday, but I'm not sure what your plans are for Sunday. So her response is, are you serious? It's Easter weekend. I made plans Saturday and Sunday. So she writes, why would you do that? On a weekend, you don't have them. I wrote, you have plans for Saturday, for Easter? And then I wrote, I'm sorry, that was the only date they had available. Believe me, I don't want to do it on an Easter weekend either. It's that stupid farm that you used to like, because <laughs> my ex-wife used to like that farm, and I couldn't stand it. Maybe it was because I had to be there with her. But nevertheless... That's what I say. I say that stupid farm that you used to like, thinking maybe a little humor could brighten up the mood and, you know, get her to just say, you know what, fine, you know, let the kids be with their younger brother. So then she writes, this is not fair. And here Mr. Joe was ready to get into a texting war. I must have had a 5,000 word text message ready to go through. And you know what I did? I deleted every word in that text message, and instead of fighting with her, I wrote the words, okay, never mind. And that was it, and I left it at that. Some time passed by, and clearly a person who has a mental illness, who causes nothing but drama, doesn't know how to control herself, um, is undiagnosed, and there is no doubt in my mind, based on her actions with my children and her actions throughout my life with her, she has undiagnosed either bipolar disorder or something along those lines. I'm not too sure. But because I did not attend to her, which, by the way, I say this because as a mentally ill person who was once unmedicated, if I would fight with my wife, my current wife, or a girlfriend from the past, let's say, anybody, if I would text them rude, nasty, insulting things, or even just start a little bit of a fight, and they would start to ignore me, that would get me going even more because I was mentally ill and I was being ignored and I was so impulsive that the things that would come out of my mouth, so bam, 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 text, 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 over and over, didn't matter if anybody was responding, the most cruel, vile things would come out of my mouth because, number one, I was mad at that person probably for something that I did and number two, I was not being paid attention to, so now I am going to hurt you in any way that I can, whether it be a text message, a phone call where I, where I get out the last words, scream and yell and hang up, whatever it may be. So I know what it's like to engage in that behavior. Now, for what it's worth, there is no doubt in my mind that she engages in that behavior because she is mentally ill. So after the okay, never mind, and I gave up with the fight, Here's what comes through, and please guys keep in mind, and I apologize, this is going to be long, and I'm not doing this to, to gain anybody's sympathy or empathy or anything like that. I just want you to understand what it's like to be undiagnosed and mentally ill. 
So I wrote, okay, never mind. She writes, stupid farm is better than Sarah Lee's birthday. She got a gender reveal party thrown on her birthday weekend. The BS never ends. I can't. Uh, obviously, those are all curses. Now, I don't feel the need to defend myself. Believe me, I want to to her, but I'm choosing not to. There was no birthday weekend. My daughter didn't have a birthday on the weekend. Her birthday was actually very far from any weekend. Um, the gender reveal party, if you want to consider it a birthday weekend, because that was the weekend that was closest to her birthday, did not take place during that weekend. As a matter of fact, for my daughter, my older daughter's birthday, that was a complete, there was no gender reveal. What I did was I got in a car, I went to get her, picked her up, told her whatever you want to do for your birthday, wherever you want to go to eat, we will go. This was on a school night because her birthday fell during the week. And I took her and my son out to dinner. And I can't even tell you how many hundreds of dollars I spent on a steak dinner. And I don't care. Don't care. I couldn't, re I couldn't recall what it was because it doesn't matter to me. I know it was expensive, but they were grateful. They were so happy to be with me that night. They were so happy about the fact that they did not have to be with their mother, <laughs> to be honest with you. And that, you know, their father went out of his way although I don't consider it to be out of my way, to make them have a wonderful, enjoyable birthday. Nevertheless, please let me or allow me to continue. She then writes, now again, remember everybody, no responses from Mr. Joe's taking everything in my power to not respond, but no responses. I really try to be civil, but you continuously allow our kids to be treated like subhumans. Junior is at practice and our kids have off an entire week. Maybe you should consider their needs and desires someday. Now, I don't know what any of that means, but for years I took my son to practice on every Wednesday or Thursday. I would drive an hour and a half from my work for a 40-minute practice, take him there. And I'm listen, I'm not looking for a gold star or a pat on the back. It gave me pleasure to do that. But she also lives down the block from the field, about 35 seconds away. But yet, uh, And she was home from work. Yet I would get in my car. I would drive an hour and a half in traffic and take him to, and you know, usually it would be, a, at that time I was living about an hour away um, with traffic at that particular, during the time when I had to take him to practice, it was about an hour and a half drive with traffic during that period of time. But for 40 minutes, it was worth it for me. Now, in terms of being off an entire week, I don't even understand what she's referring to. I would assume in a couple of weeks she's referring to the spring break. Well, just so everybody also understands, for the past eight years, I have saved all my paid times off days for all of the holiday breaks, whether it be spring break, winter break, midwinter, mid re you know, spring recess, this, that. I would spend every single paid day off. I would take them. So I could be with my children and they would stay with me wherever I was living for that entire week. As a matter of fact, there were multiple summers in which they stayed with me the entire summer where my wife right now took care of them for years, an entire summer. Okay. This is what she did for my children. So, I mean, listen, I'm sorry. I'm in a position now after eight years where for the very first time I can't take off an entire week 
to be with our almost adult children who now don't even want to be around either one of us because they want to be with their friends. And by the way, they're both able to take care of themselves by law, as a matter of fact. And I'll get into that in a second. She writes to me, according to your wife, I won't give you my wife's name, you don't have money to give your daughter $20 when you're dropping her at her friend's house, but she has money for parties? Amazing. (laughs) Guys, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't even remember. I don't even know. All I know is I took her to her friend's last two weeks ago, I think, and she didn't even ask me for money, and I offered money, and I gave her 20 bucks. Gave her 20 bucks. That was it. I do recall my wife saying, where'd you get that from? And I said, we had it right here. You know, she's like, oh, I didn't know you had cash. That was it. That was it. So I I don't even know what that means. She goes on to say, and this is going on for hours now. If Sarah Lee and Junior are important to you, you will find a way to show them that because as it stands now, you show them how little they are worth. Sad thing is, they are so used to it. Don't rub it in their face, though. Guys, I don't even know what it means. Maybe spend a second a year doing something for them or with them. My son's tax return money, he doesn't get $5 towards him. Okay, it's not your son's tax return money. It's my money, my son, my year to claim after you violated our divorce decree For four years in a row, based on tax returns, I finally took what was owed to me, and I think I explained this already, she was under the impression that I got all this money back for the camp that I spent money on. So, again, made her look like a fool, because my son is 13, I'm not entitled to that, because technically by this state's law, he's able to take care of himself. So... She didn't have a thing to say when I fought back with her about that. By the way, yes, I did get money back for my son. And you want to know something? Not only the money that I got back for my son this year, but my entire tax return check went to my son for camp, as it does every single year. So she then says, you're a disgrace in every direction. The son you can't even take to practice. I mean, I've already gone through this. It's almost like the woman doesn't even understand. It's like she comes up with things in her own mind. And guys, you know, I have no reason to lie to my audience. I mean, this is how sick she is. Two times per month, you see your kids. That's wrong because I see them two times a week. So I don't even know where that comes in. But nevertheless, two times per month you see your kids and you have a nag telling you the whole time not to make them breakfast, don't give them money, you name it. A nag and classless as they come. Jealous of two children. Continuously goes out of her way to make them an unincluded, well she wrote unincluded, but she meant them unincluded in their father's life. You picked a winner, they didn't though, and they don't have to put up with it anymore. <laughs> I mean, uh, guys, I just don't even know what to say. You know, my daughter, my, listen, my wife did yell at me for making them breakfast probably about six months ago or maybe four months ago because they're big. They're old. Daddy doesn't need to make them breakfast, doesn't need to pour cereal in a bowl and pour the milk for them. Uh, they're, 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 you know, that's what I used to do. Treat them like babies forever and ever. And you know what? I I learned from my wife that that was the wrong thing to do. So 
I don't know. I don't care. I do know that my wife is extremely upset because I do share all of these things with her. I would never keep it from her. And once again, we feel as if there is drama surrounding a birthday party. Um, there was drama last year for my younger son's birthday party by who else but my mother. And doesn't it sound just amazing to know that the two people that I describe so often in terms of their instability and mental illness happened to be my mother and my ex-wife. And my entire life, I would take sides when I was unmedicated. When I was with my ex-wife, she led me to believe that my mother was crazy. And I never believed her. Never believed her. Until I went to go live with my mother again as an adult. Now my mother would make me believe that my ex-wife was crazy. But because my living situation with my mother was so horrifying, I wanted to get the hell out of there so badly and go back home. Because I was like, you know what, who's the less of the two evils? But I never understood that either. I would, you know, fight with my mother and say, you're the crazy one. She's not crazy. And until I got back under her roof and I realized that, yeah, I think we're all crazy. <laughs> but not just Mr. Joe, you as well, my friend. And um, that's what it comes down to. So ultimately this morning I woke up, I saw all those messages again and it made me sick and... Instead of writing back, what I did was this. I, I logged on to my cell phone account and I blocked her number through my cell phone company. That means that there is absolutely no way for her to call, text, or communicate with me the way that she has been doing with her cell phone. Now, some of you may say, well, that's not okay. You have two children with her. So, of course, I would never block her communication. She has an email address, one in which she has proven to me time and time again. She has right on her phone. She has conversated with me through email by instantly replying to questions and, you know, almost as if like it is a text message. But they're always short and sweet because it's an email and it's not a text message. And it takes her effort to open it up. But nevertheless, she has a constant way to communicate with me via email. So this morning I wrote to her and I said, Dear so-and-so, going forward, your number will be blocked from my cell phone. So you will not be able to reach me via text or phone call. However, in order to communicate with our two children, and again, I'm paraphrasing. Um, because I am aware that your email exists on your phone and you have constant access to it. Anything that you need to communicate to me about our children, please write me an email and I will do the same with you. Bye. And I sent her a screenshot of her number being blocked so she knows I'm not playing games. Man, I wanted to go to town on her in that meeting. To town. But I didn't. I didn't. I held my ground. I kept my sanity. And you want to know something, guys? You want to know why I was able to do it this time around? And I've said it a million times, because Mr. Joe is under medication. Medication is what has allowed me to keep my cool, to keep it together, to be a good husband, to be a good parent, to be a good sibling, to be a good son, and most importantly, be nothing like my ex witch wackadoo 
Thanks for listening, guys. For those of you who have a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to support that person the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Two days in a row, guys. Great to be back. Love you all. Miss you all. And I can't wait to see you again. Everybody have a great day. And thanks again for listening.